Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. You might have listened this morning to our podcast going through our draft strategy. We recorded that on Friday morning. We had our draft strategy on Saturday and I would assume that most of you have seen what my draft team looks like on Instagram. Uh, But I thought I'd just go through and give you a bit of a review of how my draft day went. Uh, I know a lot of people were very confused by my side and some of the tactics uh, that I used. So I'll give a bit of an explanation. I also think there's a lot of people that probably haven't played much Supercoach draft uh, that might not really understand where I was going. I know that a lot of people that play draft understood uh, where I was going. But for those that didn't, uh, I'll just take you through my team and I'll explain pick by pick. Now, as the challenges went, I ended up with fourth overall pick. Uh, so I was lucky enough to get Ryan Pappenhausen, which was sensational. I did say on Friday that ideally I wanted Turbo, Teddy, Pappy or Latrell. I would have happily taken Cleary, no doubt about that. In a captain's league, he is absolute gold. The second best captain you can possibly have. But uh, I was very happy to get Pappy. Turbo would have been great. Ideally, I get Turbo. Uh, if I was two, I would have taken Cleary, there's no doubt about that. If I was third, I probably would have considered taking Pappy uh, just for the goal kicking and stuff, but Tedesco would have been very hard to leave on the board. But some stats from last year do suggest that Pappy might have been the pick, but that's only looking at Pappy when he did play 80 minutes. God knows what Tedesco's potential could be uh, in this side. So I'd like to say I might have taken Pappy at three, but I think with gun to my head, I probably would have taken Teddy realistically. But regardless, I was really happy to come fourth there and to get Pappy. I was happy with Teddy or Pappy. Uh, so fourth was a pretty good result for me. Uh, Latrell's probably the the last guy I wanted before I dropped down to 13th or 14th pick. So um, yeah, to finish fourth, get Pappy. Very happy with it. Very happy that he's a gun fullback. I've got a captain sorted for the entire year. His matchups in grand final week, they are not fantastic. His matchups uh, leading into the finals, let's be honest here, 
aren't fantastic, but um, he is going to get me there all season. And at fourth, I couldn't really leave him on the board. I did look at Latrell Mitchell. I did consider going Latrell as well, just because uh, his matchup in grand final week is a little bit better uh, than that of Ryan Pappenhausen. Just to remind you, uh, Pappy plays the Parramatta Eels in round 25, our grand finals in round 25, by the way. Uh, it is Thursday night, though, so it is the first game, so he'll be a really good VC there. I'll know early what sort of a score I'm looking for from Pappy. Um, and then I can make a decision later if I swap to someone else, uh, which is going to be important, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. So I went Pappy round one. That was a bit of a no-brainer, not a heap to think about. Uh, according to my strategy that I went into draft with, which thankfully I followed, if I got a gun fullback, which I thought I probably would, I thought I'd land in the top five or six, and I didn't think I'd probably go Cleary. So sort of knew this was going to – well, I hoped that this was going to play out, and it did play out that way. Uh, I knew straight away that I wasn't going to draft a hooker, a halfback, or a 5'8 for quite a few rounds, and I stuck to it this year. It was hard, especially when halfbacks and 5'8s were falling off the board really quickly. You sort of your instincts say, oh, my God, I've got to get on this, but I managed to just stay calm and just stick to my plan, and I'm really glad I did because uh, I think it's turned out really, really well. So round two. And this is the other thing that I want to point out to people. Obviously, round two, I went Pappy first. That was the fourth pick, yeah? So I think when people think second round, they sort of think, oh, you know, 10-man league, second round, you know, pick 10 to 20. you got to remember in a 14-man league, it is a little bit deeper than that, yeah, which I think is the mistake that some people make or some people made when they were looking at my side when I spoke to them a little bit deeper about the team that I picked and I sort of explained that. There was a bit more understanding there why I did what I did. But round two, I was tossing up who to go and I decided, you know what, I want to go for a good matchup. I, I know I'm going to get some high-ceiling guys later. Uh, so I sort of went for a really solid guy who had upside. I went with Ewan Aitken in round two. Now, Ewan Aitken, he plays the Gold Coast Titans at 3 p.m. over in New Zealand. Saturday afternoon, grand final week. I really, really like that matchup. I think the Titans, their edges are going to be a problem this year. So having Ewan Aitken there, I really, really like that pick there. Some people said it was a little bit early, which I can understand, but the reality is I got you an Aiken pick 25 in a 14-man comp when you're early. Round two, it really is pretty deep. It's already, you know, pick 25. Personally, I didn't think you and Aiken would make it past 35 at absolute maximum considering that grand final matchup. The guy I wanted in the third round was Katoni Staggs. I was confident that no one else would gamble on him in the third round. So I was confident I was going to get Staggs. But my issue was that if I went Staggs in round two, it meant that I couldn't get Ewan Aitken. I, I thought that I would probably lose him. So I ended up going with Ewan Aitken in pick 25. Just to show you some of the guys that went in round two, I'll just get that up now just to give you an idea. So round two... Went Cam McInnes, Jerome Hughes, Gutho, Damien Cook, Brian Toto, Sam Walker, Luke Keary, Cam Murray, Brandon Smith, Isaiah Papali'i. Now, the guys after that, after you and Aiken, the next three guys that went were Ben Hunt, who I wasn't going to go for a halfback. I wasn't going to pay overs just to get a seven there. Payne Haas, who I don't think he has a heap of upside. He'll get me 70 or 80. That's fine. But I wanted a guy that I feel like can go 100 in that matchup. And Ryan Madison, he went at pick 28. So... Guys that really didn't overly enthuse me. If I go to the start of round three and see who went there, the first one to go was Connor Watson, then Sean Johnson, Josh Schuster. I mean, there was guys there that just didn't really appeal to me. For me, I would take Ewan Aitken over Josh Schuster, definitely. I would take him over Connor Watson, definitely. So 
as much as I think people thought that was a bit of a stretch, personally, I really didn't think so. I thought it was pretty good to get him there, and I'm happy to get you and Aitken there, especially with his grand final matchup. So at the moment, I had Ryan Pappenhausen, and I had you and Aitken. I got to round three, which was pick number 32 for me. And you got to remember, after this one, I wasn't going to get another pick for quite some time. So I wanted a guy that had a really high ceiling and a guy that I thought in the grand final week could go really big. Remember after this one, this is pick 32, I don't get another pick until number 53. This is the last guy that I can grab that can be a top 50 player. After that, I'm outside the top 50 at 53. So this was a big one. I went for Katoni Staggs. I was very, very happy with this pick. Love Staggs there. Some people might think it was a little bit overs, but once again, I think Katoni Staggs would have gone before pick 53. So if I didn't get him there, I wouldn't have got him again. I'm confident he would have gone before that in round four. So Ryan Pappenhausen, Ewan Aiken, Katoni Staggs. So at the moment, I'm sitting with Pappy at fullback. Ewan Aiken, I've got him in my center wings. He is dual position with two RF, and then I've got Katoni Staggs. Stags. So straight away, Papi and Katoni Stags, they're probably going to be my captain and vice captain most weeks pending m- matchups. And with good matchups, I will look at Ewan Aiken too. He's probably a bit of a safer guy that I can go for with a big matchup there. Now, round four and five, this was pick 53. I went for another second roll, but I went with a guy who has a heap of upside. I went for Ola Kawatu. Uh, he was my pick there. Now, the guy that was picking after me, Steve, who writes for the Supercoach Playbook, I know that when I picked him, a uh, big blow up from him because he had his eyes on him. So I was pretty happy uh, with that little get there. But yeah, the guys that went in that round... Daniel Tupu was still on the board. He went before me, as did Appy, which I didn't really understand that one. Jesse Ramian, Tao Malolo, Fogarty, Tracy... Paul Momorowski, I thought that was a really good little get. Mitch Moses, a halfback. Dylan Brown, a 5'8". Blake Braley, a hooker. And then Ola Kawatu. Uh, the guys that went in the few picks after him were Jack Bird, Hudson Young, and Adam Reynolds. Personally, Ola Kawatu, I thought he was the best guy on the board at that point. I think he's a really decent base guy. Bad game, he'll get me 45 to 50. Good game where he scores a try, which he scores a heap of. You're looking at a 75 to 85 score. Uh, If you have a look at the games where he played 80 minutes in the back end, he was averaging 66. So to get a guy averaging 66 in the back row in a really star-studded team, the Manly Seagulls, uh, I'm really stoked with that. I'm confident he plays 80 minutes the entire season like he did last year. Especially now you've got the Josh Schuster injury, they really don't have a choice but to play him for 80 minutes. So to get Ola Kawatu there, I was really, really happy with that one in round four. Round five. This one was a bit of a controversial one for some people, but as I always say in draft, you have to back your gut feeling and I've backed it in totally here. I've tipped all preseason four. Satili Tupanua to have a big season at the Roosters. Uh, I think he scored 12 tries last year. I'm going to back him in to score 15 or 16 this year. I think he'll compete with David Fafita for most tries. I wouldn't be surprised if he beats him in this Roosters outfit. So I went him at pick number five and that was pick number 60. So by this point, I've got two try-scoring try back rowers that I was very happy with. I've got Katoni Staggs and Ewan Aiken out in the centres. I think that both of those guys could be top five CTWs at the end of the season. And Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback. So you can see my whole plan to come up with high-end ceiling players. It was all coming together here. I was very happy with where I was sitting. I got to pick six, which was number 81. And I took a bit of a gamble here. 
Uh, and I'm not sure if this will be a good gamble or a bad gamble. We will see. I'm not afraid to lose out on gambles on draft day, though. I think it's the biggest mistake that guys make is that they don't take enough punts. For me, I took Kevin Naguama here. Now, I think Kevin Naguama will play on the right wing for the Sydney Roosters. He was reasonably quiet in their trial the night before, which sort of rattled me a little bit. Uh, but I, I'm just going to back my gut feeling. I think he'll be on the right wing. I think he'll be outside Joey Manu. If he is the right winger for the Roosters for the entire season, I will back him him to score 20 tries out there. That's just the sort of side the Roosters are, especially with the way they attack. Uh, the right winger is going to get an absolute heap of balls once Luke Keary is back. Uh, so Kevin Naguama, I went him there. Hopefully he's in the side. If he's not, it's going to be a kick in the dick, but um, that's how I play Supercoach Draft. I play with fire. Sometimes you get burnt. Sometimes you get big winners. Uh, and this is one for me. Kevin Naguama, I've taken him at pick six. So fingers crossed that plays out like I'm expecting. Another guy that I think will be a top 15 CTW Solely off tries playing in this Roosters side, similar to guys over the last few years. Pick seven. Uh, a lot of people thought this one was a gamble. I'm confident it's not. i gone for Isaac Tago. I said to you guys on Friday morning when I recorded that I would have this guy. I was very confident. He is a 2RF slash CTW as well. So I can move him into the second row if I want. I'll probably have him in the centers most week. So I think Tago will average around 60 points. I think he's going to be an absolute gun. I think he's going to be a weapon. He'll score a heap of tries. He'll have good base stats. I think he had a hand in three tries in his trial the other day. So I just can't wait until he gets Jerome Lewis. Nathan Cleary, Brian Tai, Viliami Kikau around him. I really do think he's going to explode this year. So I was very, very stoked with him at 88. For me, I got him at 88, and people said that was a little bit early. Look, I'm so confident he's going to be a top 50 player. It's not even funny. So for me to get Tago there, very happy with it. I think I got great value there. Okay, let's move to pick number eight, and this was number 109, 109. Another one that was sort of off vibe. He's not really a guy I kept a huge eye on during the preseason. I watched him in the All-Stars game, and like most of you, I was very impressed with Britton Nakora. He got through a lot of work. Uh, so I jumped on Britton Nakora at 109. This was one of those picks that I hadn't planned to have him in my team, but I just saw him on the board and just thought... Fuck, he's got upside there. I know I've heard a lot of Sharks players talk about how well he's going. I heard Connor Tracy say something about him the other day. Nico Hines said something about him. He went to the All-Stars game, and I thought he was one of, if not the best forward on the field. I just think under Craig Fitzgibbon, it really could be anything. So I've gone for Britton Nakora there. A uh, bit of a risk there as well. I mean, there's every chance that he might not be in the side. I've had a few Sharks fans say that he won't be. I very highly doubt that personally, based on the form we're seeing. Uh, so Britton Nakora, he's a bit of a gamble, but I just think he's going to be a solid guy there. He runs a good line. A bit of attacking upside as well. Not as much attacking upside as Tupanua and Olakawatu, but if he's my third, second row forward, I'm pretty happy with that, to be honest with you. Now, I waited until pick nine to draft my first halfback 5'8", and a lot of guys were off the board by this point, so I had to be pretty patient. I looked around, and I was the only one without a halfback or a 5'8", which is exactly what I wanted to do. I told you guys that I was keen on Lachlan Ilias, uh, so I grabbed him in round nine. He's a halfback slash 5'8", so dual position guy, which is really important to me. I was planning on getting Jackson Hastings. He had already gone by this point, so I'd missed out on Jacko. I wanted to grab Lachlan. I grabbed him pick 9. I probably thought I'd get him pick 10 or 11, uh, but when Jackson Hastings went, I sort of thought, okay, I've waited long enough. I've got my high-end guys. I've got a few guys there that I think are going to really dominate this year. I need to work out who's going to play in my halves. So I grabbed Ilias there in pick 9. Pretty proud of myself for holding out on that. I think it's built the rest of my team really well. I also think Ilias has got a bit more upside than what people are anticipating. So very keen to see how he goes. Pick 10 was a really interesting one. Um, 
I was looking for a halfback 5'8". I had my eyes on Jake Avarillo just to fill a role because there was really no one else available. you got to remember, 14-man leagues, these get pretty deep. Halves, there's not many of them that you genuinely want. So Avarillo, I just thought, you know what? He averaged 45 last year for the Canterbury Bulldogs. They're going to improve. He's going to be the halfback. He's a good support player. They're going to score more tries. He's going to goal kick. I just thought, you know what? Let's just grab Avarillo. But then... Something popped up and someone popped up that I hadn't really noticed there and I had to break one of my rules. Now my rules, one of my rules was do not go near the Newcastle Knights, the Gold Coast Titans or the North Queensland Cowboys. I looked at the board and Scott Drinkwater was sitting there. Now, I just thought Drinky was there too long. This one might come back to bite me in the ass. I had a few guys say to me after, oh, Peyton's not going to pick him and I just thought, how can he possibly not pick him? How can he not be in this team. This just seems ridiculous to me. I think he will be in the side somewhere. Do I think he will be a gun? No, I don't. Do I think he'll be in my team the whole season? He probably won't realistically. But I had a look, and a guy that plays, you know, 5'8 slash fullback to average 54 points and to have the potential to go 80 or 90, which he did a couple of times last year, even though the team was shithouse, probably more so 70 or 80. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to grab him and I'm just going to see what matchups I can get a little win for here. I'm not sure how long Drinky's going to last in my team. This is probably the most erratic one that I went for, but I just thought he's on the board for too long. He plays 5'8". I've only got one fullback at the moment. I'm just going to grab him and I'll use him pending lineups and matchups there and stuff. I mean, you have a look at his average for last year. He finished with an average of 54. The Cowboys went terribly. His first two games, he played fullback. He scored 42 and 34. So that 54 average is probably actually like a 56 or a 57 average there when playing 5'8". And I just thought, you know what? Let's just grab him. He's got high-end potential. If he can just snag a try assist in a game, you know, he will score me 65, 70 points. So... It, it is a big of a punt. There is no doubt about that. But Scott Drinkwater, I grabbed him round 10 just because he was probably the best guy on the board. And I just thought he could be a value guy. I might come to regret this one. We'll see how it plays out. Pick 10, I then got Jake Avrilo, And I thought to myself, you know what? My halves are done now. There was still a lot of guys on the board that I was keen on that I thought I could get that have high-end potential. But Ilias, he was 116. Drinkwater, 137. Jake Avrilo, 144. My next pick was going to be at 165. I can leave my halves now. I've got two dual halfback 5.8s, and I've got a 5.8 slash fullback. So I can, out of those three, I pick the two best every week that have a matchup. That's how I'll play it as it lies right now. Pick number 12. Number 165. So we're getting very, very deep here considering I've only got 11 guys are at pick 165. This is the reality of 14-man drafts. They're very tough. The next guy I went for, I was really excited to get my hands on him. I believe he will play right center uh, for the Canberra Raiders. It is Matty Tomoko. Now, Matt Tomoko, when playing first grade, when playing first grade for 80 minutes, uh, his base stat average is about 33, 34. Some games, he pushes it up to 44 and 45. So, uh, mate, if he can average 35 base stats for me, that is sensational. He's yet to score a try in first grade, but he has got attacking upside. I've seen it from him. Considering, you know, the back end of last year, he didn't score a single try. He scored 29, 32, 90, 44, 36. So without a try in that, 
I'm happy to take him there. He had a, a, a game earlier in the season where he played 80 minutes. He scored 83 uh, without a try as well with 45 base stats. There's going to be a couple of guys putting pressure on him for his jersey, so he's going to have to work to stay in that team. Uh, when playing 80 minutes, his worst base stat performance was 28. His best was 45, so most of them over about the 32 mark. So very excited to get my hands on Matty Tomoko. He's another one that I've got a gut feel he's going to have a big season. Pick 13. Now, this is where I had to make a decision. You've got to remember at this point, I didn't have any front rowers. I hadn't chosen any of them yet. I'd left them to the back end. I didn't have a hooker, and I had two bench spots for a couple of gambles. So I have to pick two front rowers, and I have to pick a hooker. That left me with two spots to gamble with. I thought I'd get my gambles first to get them out of the way and then just grab whatever front rowers were left over, but I did notice that Jacob Saifiti was still on the board. Now, when I look at the Newcastle Knights, I think Daniel Saifiti is the main front rower there, but I just think Jacob is very, very underrated. I think that he's going to have a big season. I think this is the year where he definitely steps in front of uh, David Klemmer, and I think he will play 55 to 60 minutes per game. Uh, he finished last year averaging about 53 to 55 minutes, did really well. Uh, base stats, he averages about 41, but he always comes up with a couple of attacking stats there. You have a look at his last six weeks. Uh, he scored 50, 87, 47, 48, 49, 60 uh, points there. So I was happy to take him. He can score a try as well the last, I think, six, uh, eight weeks. He scored three tries. I had him last year. Was very happy with his output. Uh, so he's a guy that I'm very keen to have. I think he's got upside. I think his minutes probably go up a little bit this year. I think he becomes uh, one of the main front rowers along with his brother. And I find that when those two play together... They really bounce off each other. So he was one I was happy to have. He's got a little bit of upside. Once I had him, I thought, okay, no hooker on the board I'm interested in. Jaden Braley, he went a little bit earlier, so I missed out on him. So I knew as soon as Braley went, and I'm not exactly sure. I'll find out where Braley went for you, went for you, because when he went, I sort of went, okay, all right, I'm going to leave hooker to the very end here. There's no point uh, me spending any more time on that. So I left him to the very end. I'm just trying to find out where he went. He went pick 14. So I actually said to you guys on Friday that I'd probably get him around 13 or so, but I, I, he just sort of slipped on me. I sort of thought, you know, is he worth having? He's going to come back halfway through the year, recovering from an ACL. It's probably going to take him a little bit of time. He went and picked 14, and it sort of just made the decision for me. So I meant that I could leave him and just focus on getting my real wildcard guys. And I'm glad I did because the two guys I ended up with, pick 14, I got young Cooler from the Manly Seagulls. I know that when I got him, a few guys were a little bit disappointed. I think they had their eyes on him. The advantage that I have is that I only needed a hooker and I didn't care who my hooker was. I only needed a front rower and I didn't really care who my front rower was. So it meant that instead of taking my gambles, pick 16 and 17, like everyone else in the room, I was able to take them pick 14 and 15, which was a big advantage for me. Uh, so I went with Cooler. He was the first guy. He played for the Manly Seagulls the other night and he came off the bench and some of the touches he had at centre were unbelievable. The amount of pace this kid has got is scary. I think he's only one injury or a suspension away, and I wouldn't be shocked if he gets in there on form, to be honest with you. So Cooler, he's also centre wing fullback, so he's a guy that I'm very excited for. The other one I've got is Jack Howarth. Now, he's the guy from the Melbourne Storm, very keen on. Uh, watched him in his trial. I've got to say, at centre, he wasn't overly impressive, but I think he will get better as we go along. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays in the second row, probably coming off the bench for Melbourne, but if he plays a middle role there... Uh, 
um, which I think he probably will, uh, he could still get me 40, 45 points a week and... I'd be happy with that, with the upside of potentially cracking into that Melbourne Storm team. So Howarth, he's only available at second row forward. I'm hoping that he comes into this team. Ideally, I want him to play center wing, and then he might grab that CTW uh, extra status there, which we know they're going to do this year. So that's my hope with Jack Howarth. So Cooler and Howarth, they were my two gambles there on my bench. And then I had to pick a front rower and a hooker. My front rower, I decided just to throw a dart at Blake Laurie. Uh, He's a guy that was disappointing last year. I got him reasonably early last season. Let me down big time. Finished the season in pretty decent form. A lot of guys have a Arrived at the Dragons this year, so there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed. I'm sort of just taking a punt on Blake Laurie standing up and being the player that he should be. Had some good scores in the run home last year, 58, 49, 58. If you can get me a 50 a week, I'll be more than happy to keep Blake Laurie there. He is dual position as well, which helped the cause front row forward slash 2RF. So if he does get back to playing, you know, 55 minutes for the Dragons, I'll be stoked. Even if he plays 50 minutes, I think he can average 50 points there. Uh, his PPM is... 0.98. So, yeah, you're looking at like 49 points there or something. So, I'd be more than happy to hold on to him if he can just get me 50 points a week. Set and forget. Don't worry about it. Now, my hooker. Didn't have many guys that were left. In fact, I can have a look at the guys that are left over and tell you uh, which blokes I had the options out of here. I decided... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to get beyond Iodo in the end because I just thought, I'll just get the filter up so I can have a look at all the hookers that are left. I just thought that he's probably the guy with the biggest upside. So the guys that were left again, there was Wade Egan. I just, I don't think he's going to play 80 minutes. Even if he does, I'm not going to be happy with him. He's going to score 40 a week. Jeremy Marshall King, I think he's going to share the role with beyond Iodo if he does start. Mitch Rain, Jake Turpin, Tanner Boyd, Simpkin, Adam Kieran, Mitch Kenny, Kobe Hetherington, Aaron Clark, Lachlan Lamb, Topanay, Mamazellas, Ray Stone, Marshkey, Granville. Uh, I mean, list goes on here. Corey Pakes, he could be an interesting one if he starts. But everyone else, I just thought, you know what? I just don't think they have that much upside. This is likely going to be a jersey I'm going to drop. I had to pick a hooker. So I went for Beyond Iodo simply because I've heard some rumors out of Canterbury that he is really impressing. Uh, if he manages to land a 55-60 minute hooker role there. I don't think he will over Jeremy Marshall King, but we'll see what happens in trials. The Canterbury Bulldogs, they play tonight, so I'll be watching him very closely. If he manages to crack into this side, uh, it could be anything, but picking Beyond Iodo really was just a a piss in the dark, a free throw at the stumps. More than likely, I will drop him when we do our first waiver wire, which we do an an, an offline waiver once the team list come out. I think we're going to do it maybe the end of trials, but yeah, I had to pick a hooker. I didn't really have a heap of choices there. I could have gone with a Turpin and Egan and a Marshall King and just copped, you know, 35 to 40 points. But I decided to take a punt on Beyond Iodo. If the Canterbury Bulldogs run out tonight and, you know, Jeremy Marshall King gets injured, all of a sudden Beyond Iodo is in the box seat to get a huge advantage. There were a few other guys like that. I mean, Tanner Boyd, you could argue, was in a similar situation. Mitch Rain. 
a few guys that if their hooker got injured, they would come in and they'd probably be really successful. I think Beyond Iodo is probably the high-end capable guy of all those fellas. So I went for Beyond Iodo, as I said. I'll be very shocked if he's in my team come round three or four unless he's starting. So it will give me options on the waiver wire. So when I have a look at my team, the guys I'm most nervous about, I do need a little bit to go my way. The way that I see it, though... Beyond Iodo, not concerned about him. Hopefully, Blake Laurie starts. Hopefully, Jacob Saifidi starts with Daniel. In my second row, uh, Olaquatu and Satili Tupanua, I know they're going to start on the right edge for their team. Britton Akora, I need him to start on the right edge for Cronulla. I think he will. A few other people are a little bit skeptical, but I'm reasonably confident on that. My halves... I mean, Ilias, we know that he's locked in for the seven jersey. Jake Avrillo, I think he's locked in for the seven jersey for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, and Scott Drinkwater, I, I just don't think this Cowboys team has enough talent to leave him out of the side. So I think he will wear the six for the Cowboys. So I think I'll have an option out of those three. If not, I'm very confident Avarillo and Lachlan Ilias will be there round one and into the first few weeks at least. Uh, in my center wings, I've got Ewan Aiken, Katoni Staggs, Kevin Naguama, Isaac Tago. Uh, look, Kevin Naguama is my biggest worry there. Whether he plays or not, I think he will. I think he'll be on the right edge. But if he doesn't, I have got options. I've got Matty Tomoko on the bench, of course. Hopefully he's at right center. I believe he will be. Uh, so fingers crossed. Pappy, he picks himself. Howarth, I'm hoping he gets a bench spot or right center for the Melbourne Storm. I think he's more likely uh, to get a bench spot, but I'm not giving up hope of right center. I can see a world where they go Jack Howarth at right center along with Remus Smith on the wing, but probably unlikely. I think he will be on the bench. Uh, Lachlan Ellis, already spoken about him. Matty Tomoko, I think he'll be on the right edge. And Kula, I don't think he'll be in the manly side, but I think he's only one injury away from getting in with another impressive trial. Uh, let's be honest here, Brad Parker and Morgan Harper, they're good centers, but they have got a couple of defensive issues and they could have a lapse at any moment that could see Cooler come in. So pretty confident with where I'm sitting. I'm pretty confident that with this side pending 70% of those things going my way or even just Naguama playing and Britton Akora starting, I'm confident then with that team uh, I can get a top four spot in my competition and give this competition a real shake with a captain like Pappy. Hopefully concussions, knock, knock. God help me there, please, please, Pappy. Hang in there uh, with Pappy. I think 80-minute games, he averaged 115 last year, which is pretty damn impressive. So pretty confident heading into this season with my super coach side. I think it is going to be a big one. I think I'm a real shot to take home a premiership there. Send me a message. Let me know. If you didn't like some of my strategy, if you didn't understand some of it, if you think I made a mistake, if you think I've maybe missed out on someone that I could have got value out of, if you don't like anyone that I've picked, I think there'll be a bit of pushback on the UN8 one, but I think I explained my reasoning there reasonably well. If you don't like Tago, you probably haven't seen enough of him respectfully. Kevin Naguama, I can understand a bit of pushback on that one. That'll be interesting. My halves and hookers, I know people will get a little bit upset with that, but just understand that I see it a little bit differently. Uh, it's a tactic that I'm using this year that I've wanted to use for years and probably haven't had the balls to do it. Now that I've done it and I've got the team in front of me, I'm pretty stoked with it, to be honest with you. I don't think anyone had pushed back on my front rowers, Blake Laurie, Jacob Saifidi, considering they were pick, what, 14 and 16. Um, I mean, you're not really losing much value there. I think they'll both average 50, uh, which I could have got Payne Haas, who will probably average 72, but I would have had to have get him 12 rounds earlier and a couple of hundred players earlier. So pretty happy with how it's all played out. As I said, if you've got any questions or you disagree with any of my picks, send me 
me a message, let me know. We'll be doing a bit more draft content over the next few days. I've had a couple of people that have sent me in their position and what my strategy would be with that position. So I'll do that over the next few days. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.